0: Welcome to another edition of Mass, Mats, and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75, or you can email mmmshow75 at gmail.com. That uh, fair-weather friend over there, we'll get to him in a minute. Over here is my co-host, Casey Nielsen.
1: A.K.A. Lucha Gringo on Twitter. Uh, Email the show's email address, and uh, let us know you like the show and hate this other guy.
2: Are you on Instagram? No. With
1: the same... No, that's another guy. <laughs> oh, that's
0: weird. Oh, yeah, that's... wow. You're busting balls already. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the weird thing is I know that guy and he stole my name, but go ahead.
2: I I Did you see I, I tweeted when I thought I saw you during a match on Wednesday?
1: Oh, and it was him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Byron at ByronFever on Twitter, or you can also catch me uh, this Saturday running with the ladder on the VIP show. Uh, what time is it, guys? I forgot.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't watch that shit.
2: It's That's at 10 right. p.m. 10 on Saturdays on, <laughs> on
0: DIY. I only heard you say it like 73 <laughs> times last time you were on the show. I was trying to pad the episode. So, um, by the way, you, you weren't here last week. Where the hell were you? Wait, I think Casey knows. Fire Island. How was it? Uh, I don't get that reference.
1: Oh, um, you should probably look it up on Urban Dictionary. I learned it from Kevin Nash.
0: It's um, a good yeah. place to go for docking. Sounds. <laughs> you just dock right in that fire island. Oh,
2: yeah. No, I actually I went to <laughs> I, I went to Big Bear, which has a lake. As I think that's what you're referencing. You you like big but, bears? But it was sort of off season, so was, I just kind of I didn't go in the lake. I didn't have to dock or anything.
0: Gotcha. But you like bears, so
2: we've
1: yeah. Established no, that. no
2: bears. Bears are scary. Okay.
1: But it did snow for you, right? Like you didn't think it was going to, and then it did.
0: What's that supposed to mean? And that's the one that Byron doesn't get Yeah, exactly (laughs) Well, uh, um, fun and games aside I want to send uh, condolences and all our love from this show out to Taya Uh, She lost her sister this week Which was kind of a major bummer And I hate starting the show off with sad news But I just wanted, uh, from all of us here at MMM Show We just wanted to send our love and that hopefully you know, her family is uh, getting through that situation and hopefully uh, she's getting through that as well. So much love from all of us here, Taya, and um, we hope to see you back in action soon and hope that everything with your family is cool.
1: Oh, dude, I got another one kind of bad news. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Um, apparently, Angelico's out for two months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, with so the, with the, the arm,
2: elbow thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably like a month in, in change right now
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: it's it really really hurts him
1: and we saw it happen yeah um but you know we can't really get into it but yeah it happened and he's fucked up and well but i'll say this
0: i really i mean i knew it happened but i didn't even really see it happened it was weird to me you know and and we can't really get into the whole thing but i don't it wasn't it wasn't like some you know flying from building to building kind of thing you know Mm. it wasn't no he wasn't trying to be Superman, so if anyone thinks that Angelico was hurt from doing something stupid, he wasn't. He just got hurt, and it's unfortunate. And Yeah, kind of freak accident kind of thing. Yeah. And, and he's a guy that is always on the verge of a huge push, too, I feel like. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. dang it, dude, just stay with us. Come stay well, yeah. with this us is, for a while. This is fucking twice
1: now. Yeah. It yeah.
2: sucks. I think that they were doing, um, like, he was going to be doing the bulk of his filming right about now too because of the last injury
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. right yeah well, maybe be. who knows oh. you know i don't totally maybe they can know. still
0: use him too i mean look that's the cool thing about lucha underground is you know maybe with a little bit of in-ring footage and they can get him to show up for maybe a couple of backstage segments or something even with the broken arm who knows like yeah. just because you're hurt doesn't mean you're off tv when it's lucha underground yeah and he could bob orton that shit if he wanted
2: Oh, how awesome would it be if he was doing the phenomenal forearm with the actual
0: cast and just breaking it over people's heads? That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, other bad news this week—not for us, not for fans of lucha, but A little uh, bit possibly for fans of, lucha, for fans of WWE. Byron. Talk to us about uh Byron is my official WWE researcher. This keeps me from having to watch or care about that product in any fashion. So I'm going to put the entire <laughs> weight of the WWE world on Byron's shoulders. Um, yeah. What's going on in WWE this week? Cause it doesn't look like everything is happy times over there for everyone.
2: Uh, well, um, it came out yesterday that releases were going to be happening today and then they happened. Um, it's, Probably still ongoing for a little bit for a little bit longer. Um, but right now we got about seven names and some of them uh make sense and others you kind of forgot they were there. Um mm. and so we got um I'm gonna move this so I can read it on camera. Uh on microphone? Yeah, yeah. On, on microphone. On this is yeah. a, this Sorry. is a
0: professional uh don't don't mind me. I'm gonna so, have some cereal while you're doing this. So uh,
2: the first one they released, I believe, was Hornswoggle, which which made sense. I think he had a um, a violation, a wellness violation recently. Recently, he also I don't know unsubstantiated attitude issues, or like he was just kind of I don't know if what it boils down to though is they didn't have anything for him to do. They didn't have a, an Irish guy that he could dance around or you know they had nothing for him to do and then could have uh, been a
0: social outcast man
2: well he would have been i mean he he
0: has had hey, if one that of, match with cage had been in wwe he probably would have gone over yeah <laughs> Jesus. Just saying. Oh. but Sorry. uh he did have one of the
2: best uh hardcore matches in recent wwe history um oh i see what's happening yeah I, well, I hear what's happening, but uh, he had a really good hardcore match with uh, that Masquerita Dorada. Yeah, El uh, Torito. El Torito. For you guys
1: that didn't know, who's also fucking released.
2: He got released. What? That that also that makes horrible. sense. Horrible. Uh, because what are they gonna do with them?
1: Yeah, like, but you know what?
2: You know what they could do with them, but what? would WWE actually do with him?
1: Masquerita Dorada is one of the best high flyers in the world, little or otherwise. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Yeah, and I would love to see him at the temple.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I tweeted at Famous B earlier um, to see if he wanted to expand his, his large uh, clientele. Yeah, um,
1: they, can all, they can stand on each other's shoulders. Did you
2: say large clientele? Yeah, if he has two, yeah, like the joke you said.
1: I think they might be brothers. I'm not sure. They have the
2: same first name. Is that how it works in Mexico? No,
1: no. But I mean...
2: In Lucha? I think
1: I've met this Masquerita before he was Masquerita. Yeah. And he was his brother then. So if it's the same guy, then it's... Interesting.
2: Yeah. I have this theory, though. We'll give that one a maybe. We we
0: won't (laughs) hold Casey to that one.
2: (laughs) I have this theory, though. I think they uh, released uh, Torito... Um, uh, after they tried to put him in those new, um, Puerto Rico, um, vignettes <laughs> and they're like, Hey man, just put on this flower suit. These guys are going to sniff you for a while and talk about how good you smell. Youch. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think he said whatever Spanish for no, and then they uh, released him.
0: No for Spanish is no. Actually. According to sexy star, no for Spanish is fuck you. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. We'll get into that later. That was awesome.
2: <laughs> um, and then, uh, Cameron was released in <laughs> uh, wow. other news Cameron was still employed
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. this is the girl that
1: was so bad at wrestling that she tried to pin someone that was face down like Kamala but she really thought she was going for the pin she yelled at the referee to count and he's like you're retired. I mean,
0: how did they even know she was still on the roster? Were they flying her anywhere? Like, was there was there any expenditure on well, her whatsoever? I guess somebody <laughs> went to cut a paycheck and they're like, Oh shit, you're still on the roster? I think that might have happened with someone else on this list,
1: actually.
2: <laughs> well, um, she had she recently tweeted Amen Brother to Ryback's blog about introducing socialism to WWE. Which I wanna <laughs> I
0: want to get into that too. We'll yeah. let you get through this, but I want to talk um, about that Ryback.
2: Basically, she tweeted Amen Brother and then she did this long. Tweet about haters or whatever. I didn't actually read that um, because there's no reason to read anything she says. But um, I wish this <laughs> was Captain Crunch. But she basically was trying to. I wish that was Captain Crunch too because it'd be tearing you tearing you apart. I from know. The inside. And
0: I was looking for Captain Crunch, but I ended up having to go with something a little healthier. Byron enjoys, crunchy kashi
1: stuff. Byron enjoys watching men get torn apart. From well, the you got to eat to get through these
0: podcasts. Addressing. You don't want to get lightheaded or anything.
2: Yeah. Oh, I took a pre workout, so I'm I'm good to go. I'm gonna pre-workout
1: for a podcast.
2: I'm gonna be out of my mind. Pre workout, what is that? Like sitting up in bed? It's like grape flavored cocaine, but you mix it with water.
0: (laughs) Jesus. Oh, it's some kind of diuretic. Like like stacker two or something?
2: It's called high
0: octane, but they spell it wrong. So that makes it okay. I think it's called high-octane. Did you buy this in Mexico? No, That's like going to the pizza shop with the neon half out. That's just not... It's probably probably not good for me at all. Okay. Well, finish your thing there. So uh, Cameron got
2: released. She tweeted something, amen brother to Ryback's thing, and then she had to explain what she actually meant by that because she was getting flack for taking a stand on a controversial issue, which there's, you know, that's good for doing that. But she actually, I don't think, knew what she was doing. She just wrote, Amen, brother, because someone was complaining. And then she figured it out and like tried to backtrack or something. But before she could figure anything out, she got released. Um, she probably could have gotten a few more paychecks if she just stayed under the radar. Yeah, um, she
1: could have been like fucking JTG.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what she's been doing, I think the last thing I saw her do was get destroyed by Asuka in NXT. Um, like and a
1: year ago or something?
2: Something. And she just kind of, she very overtly dresses like... Yeah, but you gotta a, know
0: what's coming. I mean, this is an old WWE tradition, like right after WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get done with the big show, they go back to Connecticut, they start looking at the books, and they start clearing some dead weight. Yeah, yeah. And this is
1: actually later than usual, so they yeah. got like another paycheck out of it.
2: Yeah, good for them. And uh, yeah, so, you know, she can dress like a stripper somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe TNA will bring the cages back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: some yeah, horrible promotion
2: thanks for laughing guys anyway uh wade barrett that. got released which is which makes a lot of sense yeah. wade barrett and Damian Sandel actually both got released and it was in my opinion i think it's good for them to get released because they need to go somewhere where they can work while they can still earn money and strengthen their own brand so
0: yeah
2: um I think it was obvious those guys were going nowhere.
0: It just wasn't getting In the company. Yeah. And, and, um, Barrett
1: wasn't going to resign anyway, supposedly. So, and that happens. Yeah. Well, what's the lead? That's the the list? Oh, no. He forgot. The one that we forgot was even employed, Santino Morella, who uh, was released. But he retired from a neck injury. So I think maybe he was on payroll to do network stuff or something. Gotcha.
2: I wonder what he was actually making still. Because he did retire. And then there was the, oh, maybe he might try to come back. But...
0: Well, so, but the name that I'm surprised to not hear, well, I'm not necessarily surprised, is Ryback. Ryback is still with the company as of now. Because he did write this this crazy letter. I don't know if you people have read this Feed Me More letter that Ryback (laughs) wrote. Um, But it's insane. I mean, he's like he's talking about this problem with getting a push and how getting a push in a predetermined sport should mean that everyone gets paid the same thing. Um, this is a total kind of like socialism, feel the feel the back, feel the burn kind of thing here. I don't know what this is. And I get what he's saying to a certain extent. Like, dude, you guys are writing this stuff. I'm not doing any less than anybody who's going out there and performing this or the other thing. But there is a problem, which is the fact that it implies getting over, just like if you're mm. on a TV show, you could be a supporting player in every TV show that you're on. Um, but like like Alison Janney, let's take her for example. She is not ever really the lead on a TV show that she's on, mm-hmm. but she gets over in the wrestling sense, on those TV shows. Like, her characters are always great. And obviously, now, if you want to bring her in as a supporting member of your cast, you're going to pay her more than somebody that you get from Central Casting.
3: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's the problem with kind of what Ryback's saying here is that, like, the the intangible quotient of getting over is the X factor in your paycheck. And I don't disagree with him. I think Ryback is actually a decent worker but he's not a wrestler I necessarily care to watch. He's not really very over, mm-hmm. um, and you have to look at that to a certain extent because there have been people that have been saddled with awful gimmicks that have made <laughs> them work. Right. Look at your look at your your boy VIP, their Vanilla Ice. John Cena had a Vanilla Ice gimmick at one point in time, which was not really something that should have worked. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was more over then than he was as champion like two years later. Yeah, because he told really funny dick jokes. But <laughs> see the one, But maybe that's part of it. It's yeah. like the writers can write you stuff all day long, but if you can't sell the other half of the gimmick, if mm-hmm. you can't sell even a dumb gimmick, you're not gonna get paid as much. No,
1: and if you can't get people wanting to buy your merch, like look at Dean Ambrose. Can right? I
2: make a can I make a point mm-hmm. really quickly? Sure. This guy writing the setter and complaining, maybe his paycheck has gone down. But he's still making more than twice Roman Reigns.
1: Is he really? Roman
2: Reigns is in the middle of, uh, I think, a two-three year deal. I think he's making like two forty-five something. Wow. And and Ryback is making over six.
1: But you also have to count merch on that. So Roman Reigns is probably making a lot more because he does sell shirts and, and spot photos? on card. But yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, but you know, I mean, Ryback is a walking WWE shop commercial.
1: Yeah, that's But true.
2: the base pay, I mean, he's complaining about this, and he is making a much bigger downside than the champ.
1: Yeah, so it has nothing to do with the booking. And see, my thing with it is, like, look at Dean Ambrose, right? They book him probably stupider than the rest of the whole roster, more or less, compared mm-hmm. to how popular he is and how much shit right. he sells. Mm-hmm. And he still gets over, and he's still selling a shitload of merch, and he mm-hmm. has, like, 20 different shirts and stuff like that. Or like New Day. They're they're usually the opening match of the pay-per-view. But look at those merchandise dollars those guys oh, are making. It's yeah, mm-hmm. that,
0: rolling in. Those guys, yeah, that's good stuff. I don't know. Maybe they should implement something like what the UFC has where <clears throat> like your Reebok scale of what you get paid from that. Not that I like the Reebok deal. Ugh. But if you've been around longer, like Diego Sanchez, his Reebok deal, he gets as much as a lot of the champions because <laughs> of how long he's been with WWE. Mm. You know, he's technically, I think, the first ultimate fighter champion because his match was before forest (laughs) griffins but anyway it's like maybe they need something like that maybe they do need a seniority thing but the full-on socialism that ryback's talking to i just don't know if i buy it like i appreciate him for having the balls to come out with something like that yeah you know and it's hilarious that i think other wrestlers are taking flack for siding with him more than he might be taking like i don't know how much he's taking But he's also not telling lies about the setup. No. Mm -hmm. And he's not telling lies about his feelings, what he thinks should be done about the setup. I just don't think they're feasible. I think he's looking
2: at it like wins and losses don't matter. And the guys who win all the time get paid more, but he's working hard. He should be getting his raises because he's a useful tool in the toolbox.
0: I mean I do but, think it's funny that if you're going to put a guy over and decide that he's the one that's going over that you're deciding he's going to get paid more. I don't I don't I don't disagree that that is a little bit of a strange setup. Like it is predetermined.
2: I think they figured out I think it's more complicated and Meltzer was is was kind of um highlighting this. But basically the guys who win or the ones who pull in more merch are the ones who are theoretically more in demand. And so mm-hmm. it's it's more of just the coincidence of the guy who wins happens to be the one that people bought tickets to see. And that's why they make more money.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, again, with WWE, it's a little different than UFC because WWE is a public company. So, you know, maybe this is something that should be discussed publicly. Unlike, you know, people all have all this talk about UFC and the money that's going on there. Mm-hmm. Guess what, folks? UFC is still a private company. They don't have to disclose any of that. They can pay people however they want to. Right. And the only
1: <laughs> things that we see are the things that they legally have to report to the state
0: athletic commissions. Correct. Like and, and people see these these fight awards of, you know, a guys making 20 and 20, you know, 20,000 to fight and then 20,000 win bonus or whatever. He could be getting more than that. You know, he could huh. be getting bonuses that we don't know about. He could be getting pay-per-view points. He could be getting other revenue. I mean, it's pretty common knowledge for the most part that those guys aren't. But at the same time, (laughs) UFC does not have to disclose these things. WWE, however, is public. And on their conference calls and their shareholders meetings, they do have to declare some of this stuff. But they've never really talked about how they pay talent. They've talked about investing in retaining certain talent and getting big names to stick around. But they've never really publicly talked about what the average talent is making or what the cost expenditure is there. And maybe they're shareholders, and if you have WWE stock out there, and I know some of you probably do, if you are one of the shareholders, maybe that is something you should be thinking about. Is hey, how are they paying the guys that I want to see on the program? Yeah, and how
1: much did Shane McMahon make for WrestleMania compared to the guys that were on the card that have been there? I
0: mean, they're so twisted in that family. They they may have literally said, Shane, you have to. Put over Undertaker, fall off the top of the cage just to get us to let you back into the inner <laughs> circle at the top here. That may have really been what happened. I don't you know, know how
2: messed up that whole thing is. Are you eating something? I'm eating. I was eating. Um. Something.
0: How rude is that, dude? I was eating eat
2: the food. Microphone Christ. on a you brought, you brought me food, so the I was fuck eating. What's wrong
0: with you, Byron? I was eating. So what's that? a sausage. Do you sausage? Know what that sounds like to somebody when they're listening to you chewing? I wasn't and eating chewing food. in the mic. I bet Urban okay. just threw up in his mouth. Not
2: everyone that. chews into the mic, uh-huh. Justin. Um, but the Shane thing. Oh, what I was eating was that uh, sausage McMuffin thing.
1: He right. was eating a sausage
0: with. Um, hey, Jordan. With. Um, that's amazing. You guys don't understand what just happened. <laughs> a half-naked man with a bloody baseball bat just walked through the podcast, and that's not a joke. That's a shoot. That's for real. Go yeah.
2: Ahead. Hey, things happen in Toluca Lake.
0: <laughs> yep. Speaking Amen. of which, but speak I am gonna let you get back to your point, but I have to talk about guest appearances because there's some other podcasts out there that think it's okay to have a cat as a guest star.
3: Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't I he? don't
0: appreciate that, man. I'm really? gonna I'm gonna shoot right here because there's only one podcast that talks about Lucha Underground that should have a cat on the show, damn it, and it's Billy Fever. She's with us here today somewhere. Byron is trying to find her. Billy Fever is always with us when we do this podcast. uh, Especially when we're recording at Mm -hmm. at Studio L here in Sunny Toluca Lake on stage fever.
2: Hey, hey, there's Billy Fever. We're going to be able to hear that. I don't know. I'm just getting it out of the way. Hi. Hi, Billy Fever. Can you say hi to the people? Can one of you take a picture so we have proof? Because she's a cat. Cats don't always make noise.
0: Oh, cats don't always make noise. See, we have a polite cat on our podcast. Get her closer to the mic. Hey,
2: Billy, get get on the, the mic. mic. You, have, it's, you have to Billy. speak directly into it.
0: Well, yeah. she does still need a few podcasting lessons, but hey. okay. I just want to say, you know. It's a pretty good one. You don't yeah. have to, like. Good girl. Other podcasts out there, you guys don't have to, like, jack our, our shit. You know, we, yeah. we have a cat on the show. We she, have a mascot. She
1: literally just tried to scratch me but. right now.
2: Billy's been training to be a cage fighter, and basically she trains by trying to murder Casey. Yeah,
1: how about getting her the fuck out of my face, Byron?
2: Yeah, I'm Casey. A little closer? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. There's no way. He's shadow boxing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. She's working on her upper body cardio. That's not from her. That's from my cat. <laughs> Even your own cat doesn't like you. <laughs> he ran over my
0: hand, yeah. It wasn't good. I guess cats don't like Casey, but then that's okay oh, because... Oh, there we go! Oh, that's so adorable. One
2: more time, into the mic, please, so we get it clean.
0: think we'll hear that there you go all right billy cameo from good girl billy so uh lucha underground we definitely want to get to some lucha 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 Lucha. um there's i I don't even know if I, i i've almost lost count at this point but there's definitely some aztec medallions uh floating around and six six how many have been given out no, there's six out right there's now.
1: There's six out. Yeah, as of this episode. As that means this episode. there's
2: one more plus the one that Urban and J-Man <laughs> won. They won the eighth one. They won the
0: eighth, the eighth medallion the of the world? Eighth, 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 eighth. I
2: challenged J-Man to a primero... What's the word for vomit? Shit, I, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: I challenged him to um, a first vomit match for his medallion, but I wrote it in Spanish, and he declined it on the grounds so he had to Google what it meant.
0: Oh, that's bull. Yeah. Um, But I I just wanted, before we get into this episode, the medallion thing is great. Mm -hmm. Like it's really, really been working this season because it's giving just a little extra meaning to great matches. Like it can make any match a headline status match. And they always have more importance going into it. The crowd feels it. I think the performers, the workers feel it. And all these medallion matches are just like through the roofs, you know, for the most part. Um, given this week, after last week, uh, which was incredible, two matches last week, and barely any backstage segments except for uh, Emperor Palpatine and Darth Maul mm-hmm. at the end, or Vampiro and and Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the o- wasn't that the only. Interlude last week. Um, was yeah. that the only one? Just one, just one, mm-hmm. and then this week we got a Which whole amazing. bunch of is yeah. okay, so this week is the complete opposite of that, uh-huh. at least for the first half of the show. I mean, there's match after match after match at the beginning, and four a, matches and a few squashes in there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, um, oh. but you know, it's total opposite, tons of tons of segments. Tons of new storylines and developing things, and tons of matches. So without further ado, let us get into this week's Lucha Breakdown. That was my transition, like Wu-Tang style. You ripped
2: that off of the five-finger death punch, whatever movie things that they do.
1: They stole it from Wu-Tang, so it's okay who stole it from the original movies.
2: So it's, all- <laughs> so
0: it's like a full circle.
2: Who, yeah. who did it once and used it <laughs> for 15 films? Yeah. What's the thing you told me about? Um,
1: oh, Godfrey. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Look him up, guys. You won't be disappointed. Look up Ninja Terminator. And Ninja watch-
2: Terminator. Ninja yeah. Terminator. One of the greatest cinematic masterpieces of all time. Yes. Done deal. I
0: yeah. watched Big Bad Wolves this week, which I thought was very excellent. So if you're into movies that are in Hebrew and subtitled, but are really dark and twisted, And still kinda funny. Watch Big Bad Wolves, I kinda dug
1: it. Byron didn't even need subtitles.
0: Sweet. What's that? What's that? (laughs) that
1: I thought thought you were Jewish. Is that a Jew joke? No, it wasn't a joke. It was was a statement. You keep telling me you're Jewish. (laughs) Is that a Jew statement? Maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
3: Look at that thing.
1: Billy, Billy's trying to be cute, but I know that if we went and pet her right now, she would shred me.
2: She's so, lying so. down. She learned this just from so. me when I was in Boston. I'd come home from work and just pass out on the floor, <laughs> um, and so she's doing a thing where she lies on her back with her paws in the air, and she's just watching us, pretending like she's falling asleep. And you're gonna, you you want to instinctively go over. And rubber belly. And then then that's where she gets you. Yeah. Not me. She loves me. But but that's where she'll get you. Is there a place
0: where people can see more Billy Fever? You (laughs) can find,
2: you just look up the hashtag Billy Fever. You can find all of her greatest hits and even some of the not so great ones.
0: Oh. Well, speaking of greatest hits, Dario, Katrina. I'm going to just say that I don't know what it is, but I think Katrina has a certain glow in this episode that I don't know if I've seen before. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but I thought she looked absolutely <laughs> phenomenal to the point where I almost didn't hear the first thing she said out of her mouth.
1: That's how I feel about Jefe every week, though. Dario Cueto always has that.
0: Yeah, you can't... It's hard to upstage Jefe.
2: But also, here's... In in, um, in Katrina, Just she always looks amazing. And I say that, one, because she does, and two, because I don't... Want her to hit me with that rock?
0: Yeah, Ooh, that rock—that rock has been causing some damage lately too. Yeah.
1: Apparently, but the big thing out of that segment, and the one thing that I want—I want you guys to take this from your friend Casey right now. Mm. They announced something pretty big there. They announced graver consequences.
0: Graver consequences with mil muertes and master matanza, as Dario would say it. Yes. Very Spanish. Four matanza. coffins around the ring. Let me tell you guys something. <laughs>
1: I was fucking there. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my whole life. And that's coming
0: up next week? Yes.
1: So do not
0: miss the show next week. This is graver consequences. Didn't didn't you
2: do this? Didn't you do this like last week?
1: Yeah, but I didn't say it was my favorite moment. Oh. No, I just said, don't miss the show. And that was actually the week before telling
0: you to watch the cage
1: match. Cage like, a yeah. Yeah. Well, f- well, yeah. Without, without giving free, anything
0: yeah. away about it, because I, I haven't seen this thing at, at all. Like, help me understand this. If it's a graver consequences and you add four coffins, I get that that means that there can be more coffin spots. Mm-hmm. But really, you just have to get the guy into one of the coffins, right? You don't have to cut him, like, draw and quarter him and put him oh, in four different coffins, do you? That would be amazing if you have to put him in every single coffin. I don't know. So Casey, don't tell us because I know you were there. We can't do spoilers on this show. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rules of this four coffin thing work, how it pans out, what's going to happen with these two monsters. Like, is the is the building even going to survive? I mean, last time, half of the freaking office was destroyed. I actually
1: felt like I was going to get fucked up just being there in the front row. Well, well, yeah, because yeah, scary uh, consequences—they
0: work the outside the whole time.
1: Yeah, and it, it was an awesome atmosphere. So, yeah, that's going to be great. But the question is, after that, is that where Dario looked up at the ceiling?
2: Yeah, that's where Dario looked up at the ceiling. And also, I don't know if you noticed, Katrina walked into the office. Mm-hmm. That's the first she time didn't I've. Teleport?
1: S-
0: right. Interesting. Well, maybe she maybe, was. Well, maybe tired. they've made some new structural fixes after. Last week. But now, yeah, I don't know if this was the part or not when Dario was in the ceiling. Is that yeah, what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't even remember, but that was a little suspicious. Either he was checking to make sure, you know, Wes Kane and the boys had fixed the thing up the right way, mm-hmm. or...
2: He was <laughs> checking the um, the LVLs and all, like, you know, the joists and the, um, and the Johnson rods up there.
0: In case you guys didn't yeah. know, Byron works on a home building show. Yeah, with... he checks the Johnson rods. All the time. That's what they do on home building shows on DIY. 10 p.m. Saturday I was, no I, was
2: I walked up there <laughs> and they go, make a show if you can, survive if we let you. That's what they did. That I sounds s- about right. I still, have a, I still have actual physical scars on my body and my soul.
0: So uh, that <clears throat> that was it for segments right there, right? Yep. And then we moved into our first match of the evening. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Marty McFly. Yeah. Ooh. I got to tell you,
2: the MAC is becoming probably my favorite luchador, not named Pentagon Jr.
0: And the MAC is the shit. Yeah. There's something about what... I mean, MAC is completely over right now. Completely over in this match. <laughs> completely over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, do you find that surprising? A, he doesn't exactly have the the WWE body type for the, the current era. Mm. He doesn't have... Um, He's gotten a few times on the microphone, but not a ton of mic work. He's gotten some segments with the whole Sexy Star, you know, Marty Moff.
2: I thing. just remembered something I can't mention, but it was amazing. Oh, yeah. see, now you're just teasing. Now, yeah. you're, now you're breaking people
0: off that aren't even here. That's just mean. You remember that? Yeah, uh, holy shit. Uh,
1: yeah, um, we can't talk about it. To uh, to take a moment. We before. we just love Willie
0: Mac.
2: Everyone who was at the taping, just take a moment with us. <laughs>
0: but i mean at this point at this point in the show are you surprised that mac is that over i I
2: mean you see his match with cage at ultima lucha one and you, you look at that and he just he gets after it and that's how you earn the respect in the temple
0: i mean as a pure baby face he might be one of the most over baby faces other than Rey Mysterio at this point. Actually, yeah. I would put him right
1: behind Rey Mysterio at this point because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Puma Cerro Miedo'd me in the face. and uh, Yeah, that was <laughs> a dick move. Dragon Aztec is just, you know, he's still coming up. Like, he's getting that support, you know.
0: Well, and see, honestly... I never put Puma full babyface anyway. Clearly, yes, he's a Technico, and clearly he's more on the good guy side, but a lot of the Conan stuff in the first season. Yeah. yeah. And and just, which I love though, they didn't make him 100% this super <laughs> over babyface and he was not cheap popping the crowd or anything. And maybe it's the fact yeah. that he didn't talk in the first season. Right. Yeah. Like, he was never out there cheap popping and doing, like, total babyface stuff. And Mac yeah. is even starting to do some of that stuff now, which yeah. is
1: great. And he does the stunner. Who doesn't oh. love the fucking Stunners But seriously.
2: he does He does The whole part of the stunner Like he does The middle fingers And the beers And the crazy eyes and He does all of it
1: Listen closely Because I do a very Spot on Stone cold impression Every time he does it And one of these days The camera's gonna pick it up Or the What is it Like an oh the hell yeah it, Oh yeah It's an oh hell yeah Yeah or
0: a DTA. You gotta well, find. You gotta Let's find, you gotta to find
2: like the audio guy that's tripping over all the wires and stuff ringside
0: with the with the fucking. Wait, boom. you're, you're uh, not gonna give us one for the podcast? Oh, I can give you one Let's for hear the it.
1: podcast. Okay, so uh, last time he hit the stunner, I did it. Oh, oh hell yeah! Yeah, oh, you well, might he, want to turn those light la- levels well, down. Wow, a little hold bit. on, try that again. It's got to be a little loud. Oh hell yeah! First time he did it, he got a DTA. You stupid piece of trash. Which Byron gets a lot, too, uh, because he's a stupid piece of trash. And a mealy mouth bastard. That is what? an
0: amazing stone cold. Price check on a jackass.
2: <laughs> they do the thing where you, where, where you uh, constantly retweet stuff about your beer and your knives.
1: I forgot about the knives and the, uh, the scope for, his, uh, for hunting bows. Oh, yes, so that
2: makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, not much to say about this match um, short Marty the moth as usual look you may not have seen a lot of stuff out of him actually he had one really good spot the uh, what was the the, the weird suplex um, it was oh, great
1: yeah it was really cool I forget what it's called but it's awesome it oh, was a great a
0: mothplex well, yeah. it's, it's now a mothplex I don't thanks Byron <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember the move That's it'll be so like cheap, Taz that. And
1: it's a mothplex.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was his, really his only really one shining moment. And then he got squashed like the bug on the front of a Mack truck. For a coin.
1: For a coin. Oh, yeah. Which so, Willie bit to make sure it was real gold.
0: Yeah. Well, Willie's from the streets,
2: and that's why he's such a tough fighter. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> Also, Puma's from the mean streets of Boyle Heights, and that might be why he's kind of not... You, you know, a pure baby face.
1: Yeah, maybe because he might have rolled in those gangs of the dudes in the mask that jump us whenever we try to get gas or like so go to the scary. ice cream, man. We talked a lot about it last
2: Whenever week. we walk by that art studio across the street, things get a little rough.
1: Yeah, we start getting like thrown around by dudes in masks and sometimes they break a bottle over our head and we hulk up and kick their ass, you know. Yeah, we wish.
0: <laughs> throw, throw a Rana in the middle of the street. I'll tell you what my favorite Marty spot was in this match. The Mm -hmm. spot that actually made me throw up in my mouth a little bit and swallow it back down. (laughs) The Melissa intros where Marty is standing behind her is quite possibly one of the most perverted things I've seen on the El Ray Network. And the El Ray Network shows a lot of crazy messed up movies. Yeah. But there was something that was just so creepy and wrong. And I felt like. I felt like, Mar- like Melissa should be pressing charges from even having to do that spot. Like, that is an unsafe work environment, having Marty hover over you like that.
1: Exactly. Uh, that's why you don't ask him for a picture.
0: Is that what he does? No, but you can oh. probably get him to. Like, oh. if
1: we should make him do it to Byron. I'm feeling queasy right now. Marty yeah.
0: is so goddamn creepy.
2: Hey, Marty, is that a roll of in your pocket?
1: No. Oh. He's not even the best Marty. Oh. Oh. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding, moth. We love you. So but, it
2: is pretty commendable that the other Marty gets chance with yeah. Melissa in the ring.
1: Yeah. Oh Marty. yeah, Marty, Marty Elias, Elias, senior referee.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, but no, Marty the Moth is great, and it, you know, it was his time to kind of, it was his time to kind of take the pin and kind of close I, that I, you chapter. You know what? But,
0: I, it sucks for Marty because I'd watch him in a headlining match any day of the week, but. I love to see Marty bump. I don't think anybody out there bumps like this guy. I really, yeah. really don't. Like, no, in almost all of wrestling, something about the way he takes those bumps, that slap from the Mac across his face, and Marty just kind of looks back at him like he's going to try to no-sell or whatever, and then Mac just derails his, his <laughs> entire life. What's yeah. great, though, and I like just the reactions from Marty, how hard he takes the shots. He won't let anyone come in on on him soft. If they're coming mm. at him soft, he'll go. He'll move towards them.
2: yeah. And he's putting all he's putting together all the little little pieces. Yeah, it's like a complete
0: puzzle. story in a really short match. You have a very very complete story. Yeah, like three minutes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so our next match, Cuerno and Sinestro. Now Cuerno, god damn it, Cuerno oh. decides to cut a promo in the back with Katrina. Yeah. And I have to say that uh, I felt like Katrina brought the best out in Cuerno for his little promo. I don't know what he was saying because I was staring at Katrina the whole time, but it looked like it was a really good promo. He said he was gonna take Mil Muertes' fucking mask.
1: He fucking said that.
0: Well, he also said he wasn't gonna go down like last year, right? With the gift of the gods thing that yeah,
1: and she said that, you know, Sinestro will be a gift of the gods champion she can control because Cuerno just, you know, kind of went off on his own.
0: Well, and we're talking about a newly leveled up Sinestro. If anybody who Mm -hmm. hasn't been watching the show, Sinestro del Muerte is a guy who ripped out his partner's hearts yeah, to gain a little more power and favor with Katrina.
1: Yeah, and uh he got those slimy black hearts and he like absorbed their power. Fucking awesome.
2: It was pretty amazing. So classic Shawn Michaels in the barbershop move, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And the thing the thing I love about this promo <laughs> is here's Lucha Underground, you know, that has foresight for what's happening in the future, but the future, but they also have a bit of reverence for what they have done storyline wise in the past. They don't just do things and forget about them. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's other wrestling shows that that happens all the time. Like the history when it's inconvenient, especially they just ignore that certain things have ever happened. WWE actively (coughs) retcon shit now.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Like they said, Undertaker was the person that took Kane's mask and they showed the, um, SummerSlam footage of him just ripping it off during a match. You know so that the Triple H thing didn't never happen. happened. yeah, oh, yeah, right. and
0: that's and that's the thing that I hate. And this is a moment where it's more acknowledged, like, hey, yeah, Cuerno was helping Katrina out and she, she had this deal with him before, and it didn't uh, pan out so good for Cuerno, yeah. and he's acknowledging that and saying, Yeah, look, I'm coming after your shit, I'm coming after your boy, I'm getting the gift of the gods, and you're not gonna have any peace of me this time,
1: yeah, but oh, he fucked up.
0: It was yeah.
2: <laughs> great. To see, it was really great to see Cuerno back on TV, getting the promo, getting you know a match. It was really great because he hasn't been around for a while.
0: Okay, so that yeah. being said, he he, he got straight squashed. Up, he yeah. jobbed. I'm, not, I'm just going to call it like I see it. Is Cuerno a jobber now? I hope. I really hope not. I really hope not. But I I, I feel
2: that if you want to take one of those three sort of faceless dudes and make one of them matter. I think they did what they had to do. I mean, they bring in Cuerno and he's, you know, he's awesome. And then and also like there's he doesn't have anything with um Sinestro, no beef with him really, but he has it with Katrina, so that's where they bring a lot of the drama and the tension out for the match. And then it's all put together to show Why Sinestro is so dangerous now.
0: Well, but here's why I like Lucha. Because this was a job, obviously. This was a true squash. (laughs) 90 seconds or less. But at the same time, they do give Cuerno a little bit of the rub with the backstage segment. Mm. And they lead you in feeling like Sinestro is going to be the jobber here. Right. Yeah. And really, it's I mean, that's kind of the swerve of this whole thing. is like, (laughs) hey, this guy that we pushed a little bit before that you're probably expecting us to push again, whether you know what's going on in the back or not. This guy is getting squashed and Sinestros goes over and yeah. he's getting the push.
1: And live yeah. we were all what the fuck? Because we didn't see the heart thing
0: until it was on TV. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gotta be weird. To see one of the disciples in a solo match against <laughs> Cuerno and then he goes over, that's and gotta gets to be weird. It's a coin and it's a coin.
1: And fucking wins with a cool move, his his uh, like springboard fame asser that he did. <laughs> yeah which call it the flying guillotine, please, Matt Stryker.
0: Please. Flying guillotine. That that must have been really crazy to watch. Especially when the movie Flying Guillotine is coming on right after your show. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Must have been really crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So if you're in the temple, like how did you not run out and like start searching the internet on your phone for why this has happened? I mean No, but you know, then I figured like two of the disciples were gonna die.
2: <laughs> Casey pretty much he he pretty much watches the live tapings and then and fills figures in out the story figures out the storylines and then we find out you know you know This is true
0: cuz I I believe like the next week that was when Casey told me like I think the disciples are dead I don't know. I think they (laughs) died. Yeah, because you came to the taping and it was like,
1: he was still the only one
0: One that was there. And I was like, why is there a solo disciple? I don't know what's going on here. I had
2: a dream where one of them ripped the hearts out of the other two while Katrina watched.
0: (laughs) Well, and then me and Casey (laughs) got in this conversation too about how cool Lucha was because they'll just actually kill off characters. And we really honestly at the time had no clue that Literally, they had killed two disciples.
1: Yeah, but see, at the beginning of the season, Krista Joseph did an interview saying that more people die this season, and it's already been more than the one that died last season. Yeah. Because we saw those dude bros get killed by Matanza.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. And
1: then we saw the two disciples.
2: Yeah. And no, but not. but so Conan got killed.
1: Oh, yeah, and Conan. Last year. Yeah, Yeah. so I guess that, that
0: ups it to two. Conan. Yeah. But we didn't know he was dead yet. It's a shame MVP didn't get some TV time and then they could have actually killed him when that other thing happened. I mean at least he would have gotten a rub from that. Matanza
2: could've ripped off that nose strip (laughs) and then that would have been it. With the nose
0: attached.
1: (laughs) And then he would be and then he would Matanza would say his first words, no spoilers.
0: No spoilers. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the, the, the most important thing to do when you're apologizing for putting out spoilers is to make sure there's more spoilers in your apology.
0: I can't, but I that's the messed up thing. That. I can't even say what he said without putting out spoilers myself. That's the most amazing part about it. I can't even publicly talk about <laughs> yeah. what he already publicly said because I, I would be giving away. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, crazy. I like MVP,
2: and I'm sure he was really helping out. I did too. But it's, pr- it's probably much better for them. For keep for their non disclosure TV show setup God. to not have them there. For
0: anyone yeah. who has signed an NDA, whether you're a fan who goes to shows or you work on Lucha Underground, keep track of where things are on TV so you know what you can and can't say. Cause right, that's exactly. Because we jack themselves up.
1: Right, yeah. I have to do that every time we do this fucking podcast. Yeah,
0: you know, you I do, try to watch the, the show multiple times this? so that I'm yeah. just like yeah. focusing on what happened this week and not whatever I saw in the temple a couple weeks ago. You know, yeah. All right. So,
2: hey, what happened with that guy who got who got uh, kicked out? I wasn't here for that when you talked about it last week.
1: Oh, um so one of the there's like a columnist for I think it's prowrestling.net.
2: Should we should we keep promoting their website?
1: Uh no. But, but people uh, know who I'm not is. mad at him. They they, okay. they post some good stuff. He, he reported live he reported live from the temple about something that happened and he put his fucking name on it. And, it's and he like,
0: said he was reporting live from the temple yeah. when he had just two hours before that signed an NDA that says you cannot say anything about what is happening live in the temple. Did they right.
2: yank him out in the middle of the taping? No. That would have
0: been awesome. I don't, I don't even know that. if he was, was at afterwards. any
1: tapings. He just won't be able to get tickets ever again, probably.
0: Oh. Well and that's and that's the deal, guys. Just so you know, if you go to a taping, they tell you don't post any spoilers, but you also sign an NDA that says you're not going to do that. And the penalty for it is they probably won't come after you for millions and millions of dollars, like they're legally entitled to do. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah. But What they will do is very quickly take you off the email list and put you on the banned list, which means when you put in a ticket request, they're going to be like, no, you can't come here and see this stuff live Mm -hmm. anymore because you're telling people what's happening live and we're trying to save it for two months Six months away from now. So they should, uh, thank you for watching and loving us, but no thank you for coming and yeah. hanging out with us in person anymore.
1: They should go after them financially and finance season four that way.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh. I don't know if they need to, man. Yeah. I have a feeling. Um, I didn't look at the numbers this week, but Lucha's on a slight uptick over, you know, it seems to be going up and up every week. Nice. Yeah. Just like our ratings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And they're going to plummet this week. I mean, I think, I think. I uh. think. That Lucha's gonna be in good shape. I have a feeling it's gonna be around for quite a while. I don't know if it's gonna, you know, be the endless product like WWE is, but I think Lucha Underground could go eight to ten seasons very easily at this point.
2: Well, it's it's weird because they're filming for content that's gonna air, I guess, through two thousand seventeen. Like they're so far ahead of
0: Well, this brings me to a quick question. I know we're in the middle talking about an episode and we'll get to it, people, but Okay, so what? There's seven more episodes after this one left this season because they did what 26 in season two?
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure if that's completely the legit
0: number. Or it not. doesn't, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Right. So, are they going to be off air for a certain amount of time because they've already got season three stuff in the can? They're already editing the crap out of it. I heard so it's not is coming it just back. gonna run straight through, or are they gonna make us i well, think we gotta wait until for falls oh. yeah yeah well there's there's that uh, the whole thing
2: where everyone keeps go- asking for an off season in wrestling off season for you know the f- stuff you watch and also for for the filming of it to give everyone a break and it's just working out like they're kind of getting forced into that that's do everything all at once let shoot two and three back-to-back, back, pretty much, mm-hmm. save money. And also, all the guys keep working for you, and then you keep them.
0: Well, I mean, and that another. is one of the, the my fears with Lucha Underground having an off-season, because that off-time between Season 1 and Season 2, that can be a killer, because wrestlers get hurt other places, and these mm-hmm. guys have to take indies or whatever. They're not yeah. making a billion dollars at Lucha Underground. I'm sure a few of them are getting paid nicely, but at the same time... They're not paying everybody enough to to stay off of other shows. It's not WWE where they can retain these guys year-round. Right. Yeah. But they're also not going to three or four shows a week like WWE is. They're not doing two TV tapings and a house show. You know, these guys come in for a weekend or two weekends a month. And, you know, maybe a couple weekdays to film some backstage segments. And that's it. So... The offseason's great, but I'm like, I'm in fear that during that offseason, it's like they start entertaining other offers, or they start yeah. working indies and getting hurt, mm-hmm. you know, their storylines fizzle, like, that that's my only concern with it. And you never know what AAA is going to do.
1: Yeah, see, that's Gosh, what I'm concerned about for a new season, and it's not a knock at the Lucha Underground people, and it's not a knock at Dorian Roldan, because he's a good dude, mm-hmm. but I think that the people in charge of AAA. Just listen to Conan talk about it. He'll tell you what's up. You know, it's disorganized. People are changing booking plans constantly. Um, They're trying to get their own English language show out there, which can't air in the U.S., but it could air everywhere else. Aren't
2: they doing a show and they had to hire someone other than their own English commentators?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Shit, I would have done it. I could have done
0: a pretty good job at that. Mm, Yeah, sure. You probably know the history enough.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't have said uh, like the guy that they have now that winning the Rey de Reyes ensures you a spot in the main event because, yeah, look how how (laughs) Taurus is doing right now. (laughs) Well,
2: Pentagon won, right? well
1: this year this year year. oh no he won the he won the Pena Cup is what Taurus won and it meant nothing but yeah Pentagon
2: Pentagon's doing really well he was already in the main event (laughs) yeah he's already there and now he's uh, sort of headlining with that what Pagano or whatever the fuck yeah sorry He's a he's
1: a clown. <laughs> no, no, it's 30.
0: better to hear you try to pronounce names. It's I. It's <laughs> basically
1: it. Peros Del Mall are feuding with uh, Familia De TJ, who were originally in Peros Del Mall also, and they were saying they were the original Peros, and they were fighting, but then they changed their name, so okay, it's less confusing. That's
2: that's it's cool. It's just this guy. Seen I, I haven't seen this guy in the usual mix at the top of the card, yeah, and he seems uh kind of kind of you know out of place.
3: Yeah.
2: And also, I follow like Rob Viper. Yeah, on right. the Twitter, and he's kind of a little vocal about how much it pains him.
3: Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> well, now Cubs and fan too. A lot too. of people, yeah. Lie. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Well, all the all the good lucha accounts. Cubs fan. Yeah. Lucha
1: blog. And uh, shit, man. It's funny because Lucha Blog posted this thing. Um, I think they were the ones who retweeted it that AAA posted. They took. Halloween, out of the angle with a backstage segment. And he's a guy that's kind of a fuck-up and leaves in the middle of angles all the time. <laughs> so they're like, all right, this is a new record. He got, he, he got taken out of the storyline before there was even one match. <laughs> and Because uh, he was supposed to feud with Chess Man and all this shit happened, and it would have been good. But yeah, uh, you know, our, our old bro Cyclope has his problems, I guess.
2: <laughs> oh... <laughs>
1: We're super callow
0: to make everything right. No,
1: super took his mask <laughs> gone. <laughs>
0: um hey, we I, sorry, we digressed a little bit, but I also know that that people enjoy that. So, I, yeah. we we let it happen. Um <clears throat> going back to lucha underground, we basically we got off on all of this because of Cuerno. Uh Cuerno jobbed Flat out. And that's just that. I mean. It's going to be
2: what you see him do or not do the next few weeks. I think is going to be very telling.
1: So right now with coins, we have Sinestro. One. We have yeah. the, uh, no, we have the Mac.
2: Two.
1: Okay, we got Cage. That's three. We got Tejano. Four. And Aerostar. Five. And the winner of the next match gets Cage's coin. And then Mary Bo's and Sexy Star makes six.
2: That'll be six. And there's one more. There's
1: one more. And we don't know who gets it. So the next match, we got Cage. And we got our homeboy, Famous B. 423, get fame, call today, become famous. Well, the setup
2: is Famous B has this opportunity. That's the biggest opportunity of uh, Masquerita's. Lucha Underground career. Well, and
0: he tells them, like you do the math, he tells them, hey, I got you a match against a current coin holder, you know, for the gift of the God's Belt. Like, I'm putting you in the mix for real. Mm -hmm. I thought, I I was already thinking along the lines that they went. I was thinking Tejano.
2: Oh, I was hoping it (laughs) would be Aerostar, because then it would be kind of like an even matchup.
0: (laughs) Oh, Aerostar's at least three or four inches taller i've seen his
2: mask it's like kid size
0: um i love aerostar but
1: yeah his head is small yeah <laughs> well, compared to down. our heads shit um you know, i have a huge never head those, these yeah.
0: two have the largest heads for for non magnets that you've ever seen in your life my yeah. neck is sore all the time from <laughs>
2: <laughs> from the strain. you would think Structural with a head support. that
0: large there'd be a bigger brain inside there but
2: oh i'm very smart Whatever the size of my brain I'm is, very smart. I'm very smart. You guys only use People like Cinebodies. me. <laughs> um.
0: Anyway, yes. So this next match, uh, Maskey is. Um, let's let's face it. He got swerved. Mm-hmm. He got swerved. Famous B, um, but Famous B might be right because let's face it. You you are going to be a little more famous if you're you know three foot eight and taking on a machine Mm -hmm. yeah you make headlines (laughs) you'll make headlines
1: you know what this is going to be great because these are going to be those gifts that go everywhere like vampiro killing k monito and (laughs) osmo guerrero killing k monito (laughs) (laughs) and the gift that keeps on giving common
2: theme what's the explain the vampiro one that's that's one of my favorite vampiro moments of all time
1: oh holy shit he yeah he kicks the midget in the face and tombstones him and uh, K-Monito, if you don't know, is a little person in a monkey costume. And then so we tweeted at Vampiro about it because, you know, it was hilarious. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's kind of a dick. So I felt like I needed to do it. <laughs> and uh, it, it was awesome. It just, it just made our days. Yeah. Oh,
0: so amazing. Vampiro's the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said in previous podcast he is a shoot of a man yeah (laughs) at this point in his career he is especially a shoot of a man don't expect to not get the (laughs) real dirt if vampiro's talking to you about it at all he's just gonna give it to you straight yeah i love
2: i love vampiro it went if he says something and people that's a little iffy and people are like uh i don't know what do you mean by that and he goes brother i don't know what i'm saying ever (laughs) (laughs) i
0: love it um was this the longest of these three squash matches? It was. It was. Somehow. I think. somehow Maskey yeah. lasted, Mascarina lasted longer than Cuerno, I think. All the revolutions. He, oh, he definitely did. Yeah. All the revolutions that he spent
2: in that F5, I think, pushed him over, over the in match time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: That's why they call him the Lucha Lesnar. Uh, I love how, It was
0: really hard to even yeah. cheer for Cage in this one because, I mean, it was funny. It was a really funny bit the whole I don't thing remember.
1: Like, Did the Please Don't Kill him chant get across on TV? It wasn't
0: buried in the background. I, like. I'm not.
2: Yeah. Like, I know Stryker was sort of laughing, but also concerned that Masquerita's tights were white.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I because
2: can see that. of. Yeah. Oh,
1: and you know how you mentioned a swerve earlier? We got a good one here.
2: Oh,
0: what's that? Well, uh, pat- then somebody <laughs> decided after whining like Luke Skywalker going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters about Aztec gold. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, some, some famous wrestler named uh, um, Little, Little Chavo. Chavito. Chavito. Decided after whining to Dario and getting nowhere that he was going to take it uh, upon himself to go back to his family's old ways of lying, cheating, and stealing. <laughs> Possession is nine tenths of the law, yeah. And especially Boom. if you're a Guerrero. I love how he
2: came in there and he's like, "What's up, bro?" And is all, "You suck."
0: <laughs> that was great. Like, <laughs> like. Dario, when Dario has a disdain for people, like when, when the unlikely trio was in there and he was like literally playing Itsy Bitsy Spider with his fingers, this was almost up there with uh, with that one. And my other favorite was Daga just staring at Dario's drink the whole time like, I'm so thirsty. I just, can I have a sip, hefe. Those, those are my favorites. And then this one, like, he just no-sold the fact that Chavo even existed. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, who wrote that? The Chavo probably wrote it. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I I don't know, but it was it was great. I mean, Chavo's <laughs> a
0: producer on the show, so i got to assume that he doesn't have to just walk into a segment and get no-sold on a backstage promo. All, yeah. I, all I know is so he's got he the gold.
1: No-sell him all you want, he's got the fucking gold. Well, so
0: does that stick yeah. or really is... I mean, we have to see a little bit of a Cage-Chavo thing here to rectify this, yeah. right?
2: Well, I think the temple isn't so much about rules and regulations as it is just violence. violence. So if Chavo comes in, takes the medallion, what's Hefe to say what about if, that? Yeah,
1: and like, what if he
0: like hides in his
1: butt or I'm, something? Hefe probably doesn't care. Hefe
0: <laughs> probably will agree to whatever is going to cause the most violence. But I got to think that that's Cage having the medallion, not Chavo. Chavo is a little sneakier and more technical with his in-ring work than The violence that a cage would bring.
1: And who's going to steal your coin if you smuggle it in your colon? The best, though, was Famous B. I don't know who stole
0: yours. Famous B at the end, where he's like, You got robbed. Oh, that That was amazing. That was like (laughs) Chris Tucker, You got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. And and (laughs) I don't know where the microphone was, but then Cage is like, What are you talking about? And he's like, You got robbed, fool. You got, (laughs) he's right there. Chubble stole your shit.
2: You look at season one, Famous B, who, I like to use Famous as his first name, by the way. Right. And uh, whenever I tweet him, I call him Famous. And um, he did a
0: lot of tweeting, by and, the way, this week. Yeah, he he's replied great. to everyone.
2: But you look at... Trying to make us all famous. Thank mm-hmm. you. Dude. Appreciate that. <laughs> I got to get a card. Uh, but you look at Famous. Last season, he was a guy with a do rag and a broken arm. Yeah. That's all he was. Lame. And then this season, he's one of the highlights on the show that has Pentagon Jr. on it.
1: I think that you misremembered season one because he clearly says he retired at the top of the underground fighting game and did decided say that. to become <laughs> so are you calling famous be a liar because he always tells the truth
2: well I'm not calling famous a liar maybe he well, retired I mean, he from another wrestling. underground fighting
0: he hasn't been wrestling he's basically managing mm-hmm. yeah. and come on you got any manager that rates his own valet that's some baller shit yeah. If you're a manager that get what's her name Kitty Kitty Meow what's her uh, Holly um, Brenda, Brenda Brenda oh what's, it, what's
2: what's her her handle? Yeah,
0: she's like I'll find it. Yeah, because Byron has all so the ladies. We have yeah, yeah a he's combo. a
1: manager that has his own valet. Yeah, That's that dope. is dope. That is some yeah.
0: pimp stuff. That is pimp le-
1: <laughs> Has that we, ever even on
0: some pimp level stuff, bro? You got a valet though? and you're a manager. That is dope. Who, who does that? That's I can't so think of anyone
1: that's done it except for, you know, like um, maybe when Jim Cornette had Clarence Mason as his like lawyer, you know, right. not really a valet, but right.
2: Jim Cornette always needed someone to follow him just so they could help oh, him. Like
0: he had Big Bubba. He had big bubba. He had big bubba as his bodyguard. He had
2: big bubba to help him look thin.
0: But he didn't have <laughs> beautiful Brenda or whatever her what's her name. Why do I always forget these characters? It's names? it's
2: beautiful Brenda. I thought he called
0: her the lovely Brenda.
1: I guess he does both.
2: I, he, probably does both. Uh, he he probably compliments her in a variety of
0: ways. Um, Mostly by making her famous. He made her famous. He made her so famous I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't remember Captain Hotness's name either. So Vasquez. Vasquez yeah she was at the temple hopefully she'll be there of course she was at the temple because it was a day I wasn't there yeah I'm her biggest fan and I wasn't there I need to meet to Lorenzo
1: Lamas. you mean Renegade yes yeah Renegade <laughs> um the only Renegade that's how is why alive. is it
2: so hard to find Brenda's Twitter on famous I don't famous know Twitter. it's like Holly Meow or something isn't yeah, it Yeah. Holly Meow yeah. isn't
0: it at Holly Meow yeah. she retweeted a couple of my things yeah so it'd be
2: I-, I favorite some of her stuff with cats in it.
0: Oh, you're you're cat lovers. I see that. Yeah. Holly,
1: Holly miaui. Maybe you should have a cat podcast since you keep talking about your fucking cat when I'm trying to talk about. Wrestling. I think you should Fever actually have
0: a is more over than you podcast where he plugs vip on diy on saturdays at 10 p.m byron's vip cast. this saturday is my favorite
2: episode the guys were trying to um tarp down a roof that we were putting on because (sighs) the storm was coming in and uh while they were on the roof putting a tarp on the storm hit and so they're stuck on top of a roof a that they're actively there. like falling off of up a bit? and the storm was happening and it was nuts. It's and then so I'm cool. running around on crunch. the ground, with the ladder, trying to like save, you know, cast members in order of importance. And it was very gripping television, DIY 10 PM Eastern time. Uh, if you're in mountains, it's probably
0: another time Did you just on DIY. Mountain time?
1: <laughs> mountain time. You just out mountain time. Mountain yes. time an hour ahead of All us. All right. So.
0: There's another segment that we have to talk about here because every time Dario Cueto starts talking about his family, I feel like I'm watching the the horror movie that comes on before like Lucha Underground.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like
0: it's uh, the, whatever his history is is amazing. He starts talking about yeah. his mother this time to Sexy Star when she comes in. Hey, it's Mother's what, Day. What is up with that? Amazing. He's looking after Sexy Star he did go a little Dr. Phil on her, didn't he?
1: Yeah, but you know what? He wanted to bring the violence out. That's yeah. what he wanted. He doesn't give a shit about Sexy Star. I well, mean, but he does, but, really. but by comparing He's, her to his
0: <laughs> mother that's messed up. ...and calling her an Come evil
2: on.
3: bitch... Uh,
1: yeah.
2: But Sexy Star... When Dario said that he respected her, I... I believed him. Because she's one of the original luchadors... Or luchadoras in the temple.
0: I, I puked in my mouth and gagged a little bit And, on it. um... I'm not going to lie. I but, thought it was complete bullshit. I think Dario was blowing smoke up her ass.
1: Exactly. Trying to get her to do some violence.
0: Well, I think I
2: think I think he sort of respects everyone who fights in the temple in in the amount of violence no, and, and no. that they can bring him.
0: I don't feel that. No? He fucking no. hates Pentagon, dude. I think well, he hates I think he I think he the hates only him reason now. for him to be nice to sexy stars because secretly deep down inside he despises her. Well, he definitely
2: wanted. I I was hoping they would do more with this after the match. Well, he's
0: got mommy issues. He, he wanted, said it. He said it in yeah. this bit. He's got mommy issues, and I think he's transferring that onto Sexy Star just the same way he would with his mother by saying he loves her and secretly wanting to get her to get hit by a truck. But I, I think he wanted <laughs> he wanted to. But an interesting finish to that match.
2: I think he wanted to make something that was good and turn it evil as well with Sexy Star. He wanted to try and turn her like, make her act upon her bad thoughts well, when she sets up your baby face. Clear, <laughs>
0: Clearly, I think we all agree that Dario was trying to push sexy over the edge a little bit for the sake of violence in his temple. Whether it's yeah. out of respect for her that he wants to see her do good, or whether he wants to see her push too hard and make a fool of herself and get just destroyed by Mariposa, I don't know.
1: Or it's Casey's conspiracy theory for the week.
0: What's that? Dun, dun, uh, who's Matanzo this he, week, sexy he, star?
1: He doesn't like, uh... He doesn't like the moth family because they're one of the seven tribes, so he wants... They are one of the seven tribes. Yeah. Didn't you the, read the book? Well, one of yeah. the
0: rich seven tribes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Trust the richer fun they
1: richer than uh, Yeah. And so they're probably closer to his family than we've been led to believe. But then he how did
2: Dario not recognize him when, he, when Marty showed up as some nerd?
1: He didn't want to let him in. He's like, fuck you, dude, get out of here. He probably recognized him.
2: Marty showed up. As legit as we show up to the temple. Yeah, and he he
1: says, fuck you, nerd, to us, too. He won't let us wrestle anybody.
2: But, oh, but. Yet. We got to figure out how Marty (laughs) got in. Like, we got to analyze how Marty got in. And that's our path to to Aztec. You
0: wouldn't even chop Casey two weeks ago. How are you going to get into the Like, Marty would chop. If Marty had been sitting here, Marty would have chopped Casey. And he would have had me make him bleed out of his mouth.
1: Because he always does. Yeah. Yeah, every match he's bleeding out of his mouth, man. He's got like Ken Shamrock disease or something.
0: <laughs> well, so the the setup segment with with sexy and Dario, I really liked. He did go a bit Doctor Phil. It was a different side to Dario. Okay. I think there's more behind it. I think he's got issues. I think that Krista Joseph is slowly taking us deeper and deeper into the twisted mind of Dario and what's behind his love of violence and why, you know, and, and his references to the key in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was very strongly like, this key holds more power than your little rock to Katrina, and, and the key became a lot more prominent this time.
2: They were measuring dicks in the first scene. They
0: were, mm-hmm. they were. I keys mean, key's
1: longer than the rock, I gotta say.
0: But Katrina mm, knows how to use hers, harder. and sometimes it's not the key, it's the motion.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen Dario... Have someone win a match in 90 seconds by hitting? Yeah, him with the key. Sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the key. Didn't like... mean to no sell that. Sorry, that's all right.
0: They're <laughs> right. like Easter eggs. They're that, just little Easter eggs. That, for that phrase
2: hits a little too close to home to <laughs> some of the taller, shorter-haired people on this
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> so, and and speaking of the Rock, we didn't even mention this though, but that's kind of how Sinestro won. That match, we didn't see the arrow from hell, and instead Mm -hmm. we saw the rock to the dome. Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to the Cuerno match, the rock
2: is a symbol, literal and metaphorical, of Katrina's power.
0: Well, and I love that because it can be just a physical rock to the dome, or -hmm. it can be some mystical device that controls Mil Muertes. Does it it control Sinestro too?
1: Uh, yeah, I she's made them get up with one rock to rule them all. But um, it also could be symbolic of Dwayne Johnson, the huge fan of Lucha Underground.
2: He's a huge fan. I w- for a while. I was wondering if he would want to do anything with the show. I don't think then, he can.
0: I don't think he can. He, I, I don't think, think he can. Under contract.
2: I think it, ma- it would make sense, though, for him to maybe try if Lucha Underground got bigger and, and got more stronger legs under it, if The Rock did something with Lucha and also had a deal with Robert Rodriguez putting his yeah, shows on the network. He's already
0: headlining next but, year's. Uh,
2: WrestleMania. He's what? Yeah, yeah, the thing is, like when I looked up and saw how much Roman Reigns was making, um, and and Ryback, I saw <laughs> how much The Rock makes to do a couple matches and headline, <clears throat> headline WrestleMania and beat John Cena, right? And he makes like three and a half million. He makes more. Than anyone else, he makes more and than probably John gets Cena. Gets pay
0: per view points on top of that, and he, yeah, and gotta, the merch.
2: Yeah. He probably makes merch but on top of his. But you actually Under go deal? out of
0: your way to watch for him, like if yeah. if it was Ryback versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, headlining a pay per view, and it was still the old pay per view model, Ooh. would you go out of your way to buy that over The Rock? Gets in the ring and does anything. Well, I'm I probably not... wouldn't even watch it on the network, honestly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not
2: saying, I'm not saying,
0: I'm just saying, that's just that's, that's how the pay scale works.
2: No, no, yeah. But he, well, I'm not saying that he's not worth the money. I'm sure it actually is kind of a pay cut for him. I mean, right now, he's, he's worked his way up to be the biggest just movie star, pretty much box office right. movie star. Um, Don't forget his HBO show. And balls. then, yeah. but that—that's the thing. Like he's worked yes. his way up to do sort of special effects, sort of, sort of roles like the Mummy. And then he gets okay. He's, he's doing, doing action movies. He's doing action stuff. And yeah, and that one—the one, the one yeah. with the
0: truck where he was uh, doing the, the truck robbing thing or whatever—that I actually like that movie.
2: Oh, oh, no, and he's in—he's in the the Fast and Furious oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. and, but he's. Oh, that's the like his fairy. work in WWE. Yeah.
0: All he has to do is show up for like a week of yeah. filming that thing. There's so many people yeah. in those movies, nobody even has to show up for very long. He got the Tooth Fairy. They,
2: dude. Yeah, the Tooth Fairy. They just awesome. get shots of his biceps. My boy and his there, the cable guy, is in The to
0: Tooth Fairy. He took The Rock's role. Just, you know. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> but, WWE should just, do
0: that. <laughs> hey, look, if you're going to go a different direction, yeah. you might as well go all the way <laughs> a different direction.
2: <laughs> but The Rock has transcended all these labels and become the broadest general term of success. That he can be. He's the biggest movie star right now,
0: but also he's doing TV shows. Yeah, I mean, Hogan did that back in the day, too. I mean, the Rock is Thunder and Paradise, right? The Rock,
2: Thunder and Paradise, by the way, <laughs> I watched way too much of that <laughs> to yeah, admit. When that sting was oh, on it? It was before yeah. Hogan was
1: in WCW, so it was like a big
0: fucking video. Oh, it was? I didn't put yeah. that together.
2: I was oh, yeah, a kid, it was I didn't good. know anything. You should have read
0: Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> hey, even me and Gene Okerlund's Hotline talked about that one back yeah. in the day, and he was... Crazy about it. Fucking cover story of PWI, sir. Oh wow. I don't mean PW
1: Insider. I mean Pro Wrestling Illustrated.
2: Uh, PW Insider probably never existed before pop-ups were invented.
1: Yeah, and spyware.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is, it's like Rock. I think now is moving with his TV shows. He's he's trying to become just the largest the largest presence I don't in think he's entertainment.
0: I just think he is. What, what's, what's the point you're getting to? I'm, well, I'm gonna yeah, like, what does point. this have to do with Lucha fucking Byron?
2: Well, I'm saying, like... He he's making a ton of money and uh, whatever FBI with how much he's making at WWE, <laughs> I don't think because of his deal with them he'll go to Lucha Underground. I just but want I to think see that...
1: Katrina carry him around and say this is the Rock <laughs> and, and then, smash like, someone. Yeah, and have him like go... punch somebody.
2: That'd be a great Photoshop if someone could do that. But I think, <laughs> I think though, <laughs> yes. as it makes sense not for for like movie star Rock, but for for film and TV producer Rock, it would make sense for him to try and do a deal with El Rey and with...
0: I was kind of hoping that Katrina would boil down the bodies of... Tresse and what's the other guy's name? Uh, 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 Black uh, Neighborhood. And Black Ab-
1: Neighborhood. Yeah, Barrio Negro. It's weird you
0: forgot that one. Yeah, cookie. it's so strange. <laughs> so strange how I would forget that, isn't it? I just was hoping that she would like cook down their bodies or something and then Sinestro could come in and then she could say, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> oh. Some stone soup. <laughs> is it me or does
2: Suits Underground try and yeah. bite more and more WWE, even just like wording every They just
0: week? do it to make fun of them, though. Like I know they only it's use great, the one. But- that make fun of him like i can't wait to see the the man come back when, when, like i hope they do more with that promo with johnny mundo because that one killed me <laughs> matanza
2: walks down and they're like here comes the big guy
0: oh man <laughs> oh that, the that's, size of a frying pan
2: that's that's right back who god damn it he's, guys. he and wwe are trying to uh, we have,
1: right, a,
0: main this, okay, we have a main event to talk
2: Calling about. We do have a main event to talk about. Calling No Moss
0: on this conversation. Are we, all, are we all just that reluctant to talk about? Okay, well, here's the thing. We were kind of rewatching the episode a little bit right before this podcast. <laughs> the match starts between Sexy Star and Mariposa. This is a No Moss match, which means it's basically an I quit match. Yes. Talking about doing WWE references, I love the fact that in like five seconds, Striker runs down like the whole history of different I quit matches it like just it was just really cool to me just like dude he mentioned Tully and Magnum right. which is
1: still my favorite yeah. it's great <laughs> it's
0: great but the, the the Rock McFoley stuff was not bad either no no I mm-hmm. mean for WWE especially the fucking eye. it didn't but I, that was still really awesome too and I just love that he referenced that they were not afraid to reference that it is part of the history yeah. they know guys like us know those matches and mm-hmm. we're the ones watching Lucha Underground so I feel like they did it for us right so kudos to Stryker because I love that shit the funny thing that I heard right after that is Vampiro saying, the crowd is in stunned silence and blah, blah, blah. People, that's code. That's code for this shit is not getting over. And the beginning of this match, I'm here to tell you, did not get over. The crowd was like, uh, They were not buying, like Mariposa's character is still fairly new to people in the temple at the time and they hadn't seen a bunch of the backstage segments so she had what wrestled twice on tv yeah it was large it was
2: largely a backstage angle right
0: so people in the crowd don't necessarily know what's going on then you've got you know sexy star and the work in the ring at the beginning of the match was not great they were kind of going slow but that's because nobody knew what was coming Mm -hmm. um so i love that vampiro said that but folks don't out that that is code for oh my god this is not getting over what do we do and vampiro is probably freaking out like because if if you have been to the temple or you've seen a taping you know that the one thing vampiro hates more than anything is when the crowd goes dead and this is your headlining match and the crowd is dead and the temple never dies like that it was dead pin drop quiet at the beginning of this match well
2: you look at it you look at it out of context and you go okay there's an omos match between these two and it just it kind of it doesn't really sound exciting it doesn't sound all that interesting you're and it's it just well it sounds so out of place you're like why are these two in an i quit match i don't right. like do you remember sexy star had like maybe a five seven minute submission match with pentagon and no and one in the one, no one in the
0: temple has even seen the kidnapping or any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you don't know point. any
2: of that all that stuff.
0: You don't have Willie Mac coming out with her right now for a cheap pop, so you don't have any of that stuff. So yeah. and, and part of the reason why I say this, and part of the reason why I think it's really important to acknowledge the fact that this match started off as a dud was because of where it went. Yeah. These two ladies freaking earned it. They turned uh-huh. around. The whole temple, you could feel it watching the episode last night. You could feel that the work that they did was, it was not spectacular wrestling. I'm not going to say it was spectacular wrestling. I think that that would be a lie. It wasn't. It wasn't like this, you know, like a Drago Aerostar kind of match or something. It was not some sweet technical match. But these women did something that every wrestler needs to watch every booker needs to watch they told Mm -hmm. a story
2: they told a story and they won over the crowd
0: they told a story to the point where the spots stopped mattering they Mm. went all the way up to the top of the rafters they worked through the whole crowd they did a few back spots on the side of the the walls and stuff like that on the floor first then they work all the way up to the rafters with no high spot no high spot coming no need for a high spot Everyone was just in awe. Everyone is gasping. Everyone feels the tension. Everyone knew Sexy Star wasn't going to fall off the rafters. Nobody yeah. was expecting that spot. Yeah,
2: but they didn't know that she was going to bleed off of them.
0: Well, but that was yeah. awesome. So then comes the the Crimson Mask, my favorite luchador gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was great. I mean, I didn't even see I didn't see if it was a blade job or a fingernail or what it was, but it was it was underneath the mask, and you saw Mariposa trying to rip the mask and then kind of gouging at her a little bit, and then yeah. the blood starts dripping from the ceilings, literally raining blood from the clouds. Yeah,
1: luckily we don't sit over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Also, uh, Sexy wore a black mask when she knew she was going to bleed, which yeah, is... Yeah, bad
0: form. Yeah. yeah. You wear a white mask. Yeah. You think so? Well, and she has a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Right. I didn't even think about that, but I still thought it was great. But, I, I... Yeah, She's sometimes... not a performer that you say oh, yeah, I'm going to see Sexy Star because I know she's going to bleed tonight. You know, she's not Sandman. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I never say, yeah, I'm going to see Sexy sometimes, Star sometimes yeah,
2: Sometimes it could be Telegraph. like when Pentagon came out to his Vampiro match wearing brand new, like, white versions of all of his merchandise. Right. And his <laughs> like, mask. Let me oh, go I get it.
0: Also, fucked up shit's going to happen. We turn to each other. Someone's bleeding. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I I appreciate that. I just didn't I, I didn't think she would be a performer to see yeah. bleed like that. Uh,
1: no, she brought it in this match, and it was a great match. And as much of a non fan of Sexy Star that I am, it was a good match.
0: Well, and kudos to at future legend CF slash cheerleader Melissa slash Mariposa because it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. And clearly, in this match, Sexy Star was the more famous luchadora, but. Mariposa, I think, won a lot of people. In fact, you start hearing the chants for her yeah. halfway mm. through. And I don't know that the crowd had really chanted for her in her previous couple matches. No, half the time they didn't even know what her name was because they couldn't hear it right on the announcing. Yeah, that it just happens a, it's sometimes. It's a little hard yeah. to hear Melissa sometimes with yeah. those. Yeah.
1: But yeah, she um, like I, I feel like she was brought in specifically to work with Sexy Star and make her look better and uh it worked yeah it
2: was yeah they did a great job it was just it was such an incredible match and i think that was the first time you really feel um you really feel what was at stake in their angle with sexy star being kidnapped and tortured and tormented
1: and then trying to kill each other by throwing each other off the rafters amazing Mm
0: -hmm. amazing i mean and like just the tension in that spot like i knew no one was going to fall and i still felt the tension and then, uh-huh. uh,
1: I didn't know no one was going to fall when I was there. I'm like, you know, those rafters might be actual But I mean, rafters. where would they
0: have fallen <laughs> to? I mean, they were right over bleachers. Yeah. They were going to fall on people. Yeah, it's not ECW. Come yeah, on. You gotta catch.
1: Well,
2: there's the intended spot, and then there's the what sometimes happens spot. Well, I was surprised
0: that they and went and worked railing, the roof. Yeah. I don't know if this was taped out of order or not, but when they were working the roof over the office, I was like, "Oh, did they fix that spot? Is that little spot still soft?" Like, I was like worried of them just standing on that thing. I
1: think this was the taping after that, so some time, uh, plenty of time had passed.
0: Right. I'm pretty sure. So they, they fixed up the roof and whatnot. Yeah. Especially with that being in such recent memory, though, from TV. I, like, the second they yeah. were on there, I was like, uh, no, get don't off fall, that thing. Don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, all around great match. And then, of course, they get back into the ring and we start working some submissions. We start really working the, the I quit, the no moss portion of the match. And um, Sexy Star, um, I think her English is getting a little bit better. Yeah, fuck you.
2: That was that was probably one of my favorite moments. It it as a wrestling fan, in a match ever, when you're not expecting, you you're not expecting sexy star to talk like that. You're not expecting it to go through uncensored.
0: You're not actually even expecting it to be in English. It's not yeah. her first language, people.
1: <laughs> oh, I got a funny story I
0: saw on a message board. But uh, the thing I will say about that, though, is the the one thing I really loved about uh, Sexy Star getting her expletives in was um, I was on Twitter. I always live tweet the show. And I see uh, a tweet from Eric Van Wagner, um thanking El Ray Network for letting the F-bomb go through and letting the, the true nature of the story... <laughs> be translated and then Lray network tweets back at him like you know we got you fam like yeah your family yeah. we got you man if you guys believe in it that's what we're doing and I was just like okay now the whole network has me as a fan for life
1: I, it's funny because I remember either Eric or Krista Joseph on a podcast saying the real only guidelines they gave us is let us know when you want to say fuck. So they did
0: (laughs) like this one. Well, and this one was the one that was worth it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they want to minimize it with some of the chants and stuff like that. So it's not getting overused and save the the F bomb for the right moments. And boy, did they ever like, (laughs) Oh. They don't need to let another f bomb through in a long time because that's the one. Yeah. This
2: was worth every Johnny Puto censorship. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. Stop think... chanting Johnny Puto, guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. stop doing that, by the way. Yes, Johnny Kulo Johnny is somehow Johnny better. Yeah. So, it's so much ever so slightly better, but it's I'm trying.
2: Little... I really want to do Johnny Gordo and like, hey man, <laughs> you look <laughs> like you Johnny gained Gordo. half a percentage body fat.
1: You just um, give him body dysmorphia <laughs> for the rest of his
0: life. So, but I loved it. I I loved the match, which is strange because it was like, you know, Shane Douglas and Taz working on the outside, just smacking each other with with chairs softly. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't it wasn't amazing, though. The the getting thrown into the announce desk. That was vicious. That was that was that that was fucking stiff. Yeah. And there's a few other stiff shots, too. But again, this was like a, a bruiser you know, I quit match. You expect two fat guys in the Mid-South to be doing not, you know, yeah, Mariposa they, and Sexy Star. It's amazing.
2: You expect a couple of guys who don't want to run the ropes to do that kind of a match. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but
2: uh, with this match, though, it was so great. And, uh, you know, the uh, Mariposa Sexy Star did such a great job in it. But as, as Lucha Underground and as El Rey, um, it was such a bold, bold statement. Yeah. To the to no, the what bold, they are. The
0: bold statement was Vampiro talking about how he was chicken shit and the rafters doing a sting bit at Starcade. That was awesome. That was awesome.
2: Vampiro was like my, my, yeah. um, like uh, on the down low sort of favorite part of this match because you could just, you hear him, he's adding so much commentary because he's scared out of his mind and well, then you see him in the background over, he'll take he? the headphones off like try and like run over try and catch him if they were gonna fall he's hyping the crowd because he's like one of them at that point losing his mind it was great I yeah. mean it just shows how it well and how I think also
0: Vamp knew that that match wasn't getting over at first and Vamp will go out there and just sell as a hype man I mean he's yeah. he's Lucha Underground's he'll, Flavor flavor.
2: he'll hype <laughs> he'll check on the the welfare of everyone yeah
0: anytime there's a bad spot he will run over and see if if somebody's okay, if they're hurt, or whatnot. Oh. And when there's an actual bad spot, it's even worse because he'll sit back down because he knows the medics need to go out. Right. And that's worse. Yeah. Like, you see Vamp sit back down. That's your cue, right? And there. that's, like, yeah. almost He's like, I'm worse. not a doctor. Because normally he'll stay standing and then get everyone hyped up that the person is still okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then when he sits down, that's when it's just like he's already given up. Like, oh, yeah, Angelico's elbow is you know, halfway across yeah. the room right now. I
2: wouldn't be surprised if he helped put that match together too.
0: Maybe he, he might've agented on but, that a little bit. But
2: I'm, I'm saying though, like this was such a bold statement where you have other people trying to have a divas revolution in introducing a new woman's title and trying to like teach their female or treat their female performers with respect and then <laughs>
0: trying to teach them respect, teach them. <laughs> you learn some respect, female you know, talent.
2: You could Google pretty much any attitude era diva and find a sketch where Vince like made out with them.
0: Did he make out with Lita? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not on camera. Else, so. Maybe not
2: on camera because I think well, she, she could had probably, a live
0: sex show with someone else. Yeah. So I guess the, Vince didn't need to. Yeah. But it's like that's how, like, and oh. she was the non, like, pretty face one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's, like, Trish Stratus is, like, one of the biggest, you know, success stories. And the stuff that she had to do is horrible. She
1: had to make out with Vince on TV in front of
0: his wife.
2: She had to bark like a dog.
0: Yeah, that's true. In
2: her, in, like, wearing almost nothing, Whoa. you know?
0: When you've got puppies! Of course yeah. you have to bark uh, like a dog. Oh, fucking Jerry Lawler. I'm so, so glad he doesn't puppies!
1: work on like, Lucha Underground.
2: And, like, they've they've made huge steps to come from that to where they are now and then lucha underground comes out and there's people are on the fence it's a very divisive um topic over whether or not you need to mix up um wrestlers uh you know intergender wrestling and lucha underground throws out uh a match with two female wrestlers and you forget like there's no i mean there's a couple guys who run in but they have a match that just makes you forget about all of that. Like they one up everyone on the show and they just show how it's done. And
0: and here's the thing. So, but here's the thing, this week Mariposa taps out or no no mosses and and Mm -hmm. says no more. She's done. Sexy star goes over that kind of solidifies again. Like we talked about last week, even though you weren't here, like Lucha Underground gives you an ending to the story. It's not that it can't mm-hmm. continue, but this is a solid, concrete ending. You had your run-ins <laughs> with Marty and whatnot. And Mac took care of that, which we didn't even really mention, but mm-hmm. still, also completion of the story. So now, the moths have been have been squashed, mm-hmm. or not squashed, but taken care of. Sexy Star gets her revenge in a brutal, brutal match. Mm-hmm. This leaves sexy star open for what? I mean, she, gift of the gods. She got yeah, gift of the gods. Can she be in the mix for something bigger here? Is is she on that level after this match? Well, it's uh,
2: the whole gift of the gods thing. We're talking about how that's so great, where it's adding a little extra to all these feuds, right? Mm-hmm. But also, it allows them to finish that feud, and now you can move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone who wins is automatically
0: I have have to say this I have not always been the biggest Sexy Star fan But now I am genuinely interested In what they do with her I think that story wise Regardless of what you think about her in ring work I think that story wise You can now do some very compelling stuff With Sexy Star I don't know exactly where or how you, you fit her into the mix I don't know if you actually give her the gift of the gods And then put her in title contention I think that might be a bit strong at this point But at the same time, I think that you could work her into some bigger stuff. Now, given to do that, she's got to be able to do some in-ring work with some of the the bigger guys. She's got to be able to... I don't know. Go with a Puma or Phoenix or... Matanza. I, I don't know. God, what? come on. Feeding her to Matanza, though? Like, at this point, mm. I don't wish that on anyone on the card. Well, she was going up against Big Rick
2: in season one.
1: Well, that's true. And, and, he, and he, he's not around anymore. And he gave her a fucking stinger and
0: almost killed her. Yeah,
2: he almost killed her.
0: Well, that's because his shoulder is, like, all the way up here when she's standing up. I mean, mm. she's pretty well, he, small.
2: He His finish was, like... He uh, kind of
1: sensed it a little bit on that slam that he gave her, too. Yeah. Like, well, know,
2: he didn't He didn't set her down flat. Do
0: you Have the feeling that he didn't want to be in that angle? I do. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying.
1: Oh, um, and Big Rick's dead, by the way, if you read the comic book. Uh, if you've seen, if you've seen,
2: another um, victim of No um, uh chair, mm-hmm. then you should be familiar with what Big Rick is doing now. Well, so the,
0: the <laughs> takeaway from this is to me, that was not just a good women's match. Uh, yeah. In fact, by the end of it, I wasn't even thinking about it like a women's match. Like I said, they were working the outside like big men in the Mid South. So. I just I felt like it was just a solid match that puts over another character in the exact way and fashion that we have grown to love from Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was perfect storytelling. And people, it is not just about in-ring work. The worst worker in the world could be the top face or heel of a company if you give them the right storyline. Ultimate warrior. Yeah. Sid. Give them, <laughs> no, give Sid. them a storyline. Put them in a storyline. We'll watch. Because people, yeah. it is predetermined. Somebody knows the ends of these things. They don't have to be the best athlete in the world to get over. Sorry, Ryback. It's not just about your in-ring work. It's about the whole (laughs) ability to tell a story. I'm holding out. Star and Mariposa did that this week.
2: I'm holding out hope that Super Porky shows up in the temple.
0: Oh
1: God! (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just Rex House. Just get our picture taken with Super Porky, man. That's all. That's all I want. No,
2: but I, I agree with you. Like that match transcended the labels of what kind of a match it was it was just a knockout match
0: it was great we got to get lucha gringa out of here soon so i want to get to a little bit of mma did you catch that there's not a ton of there's not a ton of stuff going on in mma there uh this week um but there is a card coming up this weekend in rotterdam we've got uh oveream versus arlovsky which doesn't necessarily seem like the most exciting thing but Arlovsky's put together this really big comeback. Overeem is somebody that could be genuinely a superstar Mm -hmm. for UFC. Um, And both guys have been on these kind of impressive streaks, but both are susceptible to losses. Mm -hmm. So this is a great matchup. It's made more interesting by the fact that they both train in the same training camp now. Yeah,
1: that's kind of (laughs) weird. Which is
0: weird. And clearly everyone at Jackson Winklejohn is... More behind Arlovsky. So I don't know where that puts the Reem. I feel it's a, it's a little strange. Reem has gone around to, if you don't know, Reem has gone around to a lot of different camps anyway. Uh-huh. And he's kind of bounced around. And he's uh, this guy that's on a level where he can just take good people with him to train him or whatnot. So he's using, I think, some of his guys or some of the other trainers at Jackson Wink. Mm. And both Winklejohn and Greg have taken up with Arlovsky. So... It just adds. It just. It's cool because I think it adds a little hint of something for this particular event um, that otherwise does not seem huge. Is that it's, our main event? That's the main event. This card is also on a Sunday. It's yeah. on, It's on. It's in the afternoon. Um, <clears throat> I was surprised that it's not a fight pass card because they were kind of doing that with some of these weird internationally timed fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a terrible card. You also got um, Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Back in action against uh Stefan Skyscraper Struve. Oh, I fucking love Struve, I do too. I, I he's been on a bad run because yeah. of weird medical issues and whatnot. But Silva's also, you know, he popped hot after that Mark Hunt thing, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, these are two guys that this is another fight that will put one of these two guys back in contention. So you've got some some literal uh big weight here. Mm-hmm. These are two big time heavyweight matches. You've also got uh Albert Tumanov versus Gunnar Nelson and if you don't know anything about uh, Albert Tumanoff, he is a grinder, man. He he's this is not a pretty fight for Gunnar Nelson. Um and I think Gunnar's the underdog here. I he bothers me
1: because um the band Nelson, one of them was Gunnar.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gunnar <laughs> Nelson, that's yeah. funny. Um but so yeah, he's uh He's got a stiff challenge in front of him. Sbg has has taken some hits uh, recently with Connor losing his UFC 200 bid. Yeah. Um, Gunner has been on a little bit of a skid himself. Their training partner Charlie Ward killed a guy in the yeah. cage. So you know, I know Sbg is probably oh, and they've had a couple of guys retire and whatnot, and and yeah, you know, Cajal Pendred left and whatnot. So. Um, I like John Kavanaugh, SBG's coach, and I'm really hoping to see them turn it around. I just, good gracious, I don't know who Gunnar pissed off to get Albert Tumanov, who's not a big name, but people watch this it's match. Fucking murder. I think that's the match to watch on this whole card. I think it's going to surprise people. I think the two headliners, I couldn't even pick a winner between Overeem and Arlovsky, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I think a lot of people think the ream will clean him out, but I think Arlovsky has a puncher's chance, and it's the heavyweight division, man. One shot ends it all in that division. So anyone can win on there. And plus, who knows
1: when Overeem will uh, piss dirty again. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be a no contest.
0: Um, You've also got Rustin Kavilov versus Chris Wade, Nick Hine versus John Tuck, and that should actually be a very good match also. Um, And on the fight pass prelims, you got uh, Kyoji Horiguchi versus Neil Siri. Those guys, uh, they're 125ers, and watch that match because you could see a knockout. It's not something you see a lot at 125, but Mm -hmm. both of those guys have hands, That's going to be a heavy-handed fight for little guys. That's cool, man. One of the very few. So um, the other thing I thought was weird this week. So, yeah, you know, if you follow MMA, you've been looking at the Conor situation, of course, and everyone's pissed that there's no Conor on 200. Even Byron is probably pissed that there's no Conor McGregor on UFC 200. I'm
2: more disappointed than pissed.
0: Well, I've got good news for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we finally replaced that fight. Oh. Yeah with TJ Dillashaw versus Hafiyali Sunsau. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, now, that's that smells really. like a buy rate right there. <laughs> what the fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's what it kind of like we knew to expect some more <laughs> fights for this card, but um, this match doesn't make any sense to me either. Yes, TJ Dillashaw lost to Hafiyali Sunsau. Um, he wants to avenge it, but this it doesn't do anything for me. Like no one was clamoring for No that. one was clamoring for it. <laughs> Now, Dodson, who TJ also lost to on the Ultimate Fighter, who just moved up to 135, I think people are clamoring for that fight. Mm-hmm. The good news for Dillashaw is I think if he loses to a Sun Sal again, he still gets the Dodson fight. Yeah. If he beats a Sun Sal, maybe he doesn't have to fight Dodson, and then maybe he can go on and fight Uriah, regardless of whether mm-hmm. Uriah wins or loses his title match. So I think that's the good news for Dillashaw is that basically win or lose, I think Dillashaw still got some fights in his future. And it's stuff that
1: he'll make, you know, he's in the mix, unless he has just, unless he just has a horrible showing. You have
2: to talk into the microphone. I am talking in the microphone. You (laughs) have to do a better job. Why don't you talk into
1: this microphone?
2: Casey, you're the one talking right now. You should talk into the (laughs) microphone instead of pointing to your dick. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love to let these guys go. go. It's,
1: it's, it's. It's interesting to be in that position because win or lose, he's not
0: really having any problems. Um, yeah, no, and that's and that's strange because you know some of these other fights that have just been announced, um, they're career killers. Like that, mm. I don't see as a career killer. Rafael Assad for him, he needs the win. If he beats Dillashaw, he's really in the title picture, um, which would probably be to a lot of people's dismay because I don't think a lot of people find him very exciting. Mm. But he is a very solid fighter. He probably he's put together a huge win streak. He probably does deserve to be in the title mix. That's the only way it's going to happen. If he beats a former champion TJ Dillashaw again, then I think he elevates himself into the real mix. Um, yeah. I hope that Dillshaw wins just because I think that. Sadly for a Sun Sal the fights out there for Dilshaw are more interesting to me. Yeah. And he's a more entertaining fighter. I'm one of those
1: people that, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: at this point, Dilshaw could feud with the whole team alpha male gym and it'll be exciting. Right. Um, especially if it, if Uriah is one of those in there and that could end up being one of Uriah's last fights, depending on how, uh, probably, you know, his fight goes. Um, It'd just be interesting. But I thought that that was funny. So that's going to be on the undercard, I believe, even. Like, oh. here you go. How the mighty have fallen. This guy was a champion and could have been in the headlining picture uh, for this card not too long ago. Jeez. Um, other fights got announced. This big Fox card. And these aren't all official, by the way. They're These are most likelies, as the UFC puts them. Um, Holly Holm finally gets a fight against Shevchenko. And this is horrible for Holly. Yeah. Because Shevchenko is another brawler just like hers. It's going to be a stand-up battle. It has almost no implications toward the title other than this seems like it was the only woman available Didn't to she fight lose? Holly Holm. She lost to Misha Tate. Yeah. So why aren't they doing a rematch? Well, <laughs> that, my friend, is the, the question every casual fan wants answered. The answer is probably because UFC 200 had Connor Nate originally on it mm-hmm. and then to put Misha, Holly right on it again would have been two rematches from the exact same card that had the two original fights. Nate and Connor has dropped off the card now. Holly Holm has just gotten completely screwed. I also, I you know, it is, it's known that Dana White and Ronda Rousey are friends. They're legit outside of the business friends to a mm-hmm. certain extent. And I almost feel like Dana might be protecting Ronda a little bit. Holly is a dangerous fight for her. A lot of people are calling for that rematch as well. And if you put Holly back in her place over here, get her out of the rotation for the title, it might give Ronda a chance. It doesn't protect Ronda from Holly at all. I think fans will want it too much, but it might give Ronda a chance to come back and have other fights first. If you're Ronda Rousey, you don't want to come back and fight Holly. You may say you want to fight Holly, because that's what you want to look like you want to do. You may want that deep inside to beat Holly, but if you're really a true athlete, what you don't want to do is go right back into a matchup with your biggest, toughest rival immediately coming back. You want some warm-up games. And even as great as I think Misha Tate is, Ronda has beaten Misha twice. Ronda is inside Misha's head a little bit. Misha might be in a better place now that she's the champion and the, the the roles are reversed a little bit. But I think for for Ronda Rousey, the best fight to come back to is either Misha or maybe one of the winners of these other fights like uh, Zingano and Pena. Maybe Pena would be great, too. That'd be a new fight for her. Something that she could go back with her dominance with her anger, with her fire, maybe get a quick victory, preferably not I mean Misha Tate would probably be another war for Rhonda. I think that would be tough, especially with Rhonda mm-hmm. probably having a little bit of ring rust with how long she's gonna have been out now. Mm-hmm. but if she can get another fight before she has to go through Holly home, that's the best thing for her.
2: Well what's it's it seems like there's a like there's sort of Holly can beat Rhonda, but Holly can't beat Misha but Misha can't beat...
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a level life. of parity now in like the women's division, which is great. threat. Yeah, because but, Kat Zingano has beat almost all of them too, but Kat lost to Ronda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how and does, you're seeing that kind order? of at light heavyweight also. Is there...
2: Oh, I'm going to cut that noise off. But is that like... Is there a
0: specific style or like how is... Well, you would think that, you know... Holly, I, I don't know that Holly even really looked like on paper she was the real weakness for Ronda Rousey. No. But she was because she kept her on the outside and and Ronda needs to be able to penetrate and get close to capitalize. And she can capitalize on almost yeah. anything if she gets within that range. And Holly just kept her away long enough and put enough shots on her before she got into that range that she was she was stunned and she was dazed and there wasn't anything left to her. And then, you know, Holly was able to capitalize on the closing of that distance to put her, you know, yeah. shin right in her mouth parts. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, are you hearing that, by the way? Yeah, a little bit. Who cares? It's a okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, we're almost done anyway. So,
0: right. I just, you know, and, and, and I feel like this is kind of happening at, at light heavyweight, too. So, to move on with some of the other fight mm-hmm. announcements, on that same card, we've got Glover Tejera versus Anthony Rumble Johnson now. This is is an amazing fight. Yeah. This, however, is a contender killer. Because uh. if Jones beats DC and Glover beats Rumble, you get Jones-Glover 2. Right. I love Glover. Actual friend, he worked he was on our Tapout TV show that I used to work on. We spent 2 weeks running around with that guy when he was up and coming. So I have I have a personal love of Glover, but at the same time I don't know if I want to see Glover, John Jones, too, yet. Not yet. Like, but this is part of the problem in the light heavyweight division, similar to what we're talking about in the women's division. There's not the the parody of everyone else has lost once for the title. Rumble has lost once for the title. Glover's lost once for the title. Uh, Gustafson couldn't get it done for the title. DC lost to Jones. The only one who isn't kind of in that parody level right below the top is John Jones. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he keeps winning, what's he going to do? Face all these guys again? I don't imagine he will. He'll probably go up to heavyweight at that point.
3: And then all these guys will have to fight
0: among themselves. And then, now, what would be interesting is if DC beats John Jones and Glover beats Rumble, a DC versus Glover fight would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. But the converse of that is if. Anthony Rumble Johnson wins, then you get DC Rumble again, which we saw for the belt right after John Jones left. Right. So this light heavyweight division has some serious issues in it. And poor Gustafson... Because he lost to all the three guys that were just ever so slightly better than him, which would be Rumble, DC, and John Jones. And he was
1: so close. He was time. so
0: close in everyone, and none of these guys wants to fight him again because they were brutal fights. <laughs> yeah, they're for like all of them. That shit to was too extent. close.
1: Fuck you, man.
0: I mean, Rumble probably <laughs> put the the best victory in out of the three, which is why Rumble is actually even in title contention. Mm-hmm. And I mean, basically, for things to go right for the UFC, John Jones has to win. Rumble Johnson has to win. And then we get rumble Jones, which was the fight that was supposed to happen. If you guys don't remember, these guys actually even did a press conference together before John Jones got into his legal troubles. Right. That was the fight we were supposed to get. It didn't happen. DC moved into Jones's slot after DC had been just pretty much decimated. Like DC was not even being talked about after his John Jones fight. He Mm -hmm. was nobody for a minute. Um, So you got some weird issues, but that's also coming up on this Fox card that they announced. Um, And then you've got a fight that I love, which is Edson Barbosa versus Gil Melendez on that card. Goddamn,
1: why is all the good shit on the free show? Well, uh, there's a lot of good
0: cards coming up that aren't UFC 200. I also think that that card in Brazil that we can talk about next week might be a better card than UFC 200. Mm Mm-hmm and we'll talk about that next week I mean I think that's going to be a big deal and hopefully yeah. there'll be some press coming in out of this week with the, the Rotterdam fight and then into that we'll we'll have a big UFC week next week
1: yeah we'll get some cool shit um, to talk about
0: but yeah this this Edson Barbosa Gil Melendez fight like Gil if you don't know has been out because he popped hot mm-hmm. and he has not talked about it he has not denied it <laughs> Um, he's smart
1: though because he's not saying shit
0: he's not and he's just going to quietly come back here Um, this is a fight that both guys need to win Barbosa's been on a roll he just took out Pettis which was amazing I picked him to win that fight I'm going to also pick Barbosa to beat Gil here oh yeah for sure dude and Gil (laughs) is a beast he was a strike force lightweight champion he was you know and he was on a tear I just haven't seen that from him in the UFC I feel like him getting popped also I feel like he wasn't cheating before he got to UFC. I think he got to UFC, realized the competition was more than he was prepared for, and then he started trying to cheat to win, which and is not uncommon.
1: He's, you know, when you see guys come back from that, they get fucking destroyed their first fight back usually. Too, yeah, so.
0: or or he's got a hunger and fire. And now if he yeah. comes in and he wins against Barbosa, who is a solid, solid player, yeah. it will put Gil right back in the mix. This is a guy who just beat a former champion, um, who's on the, the come up and... Barbosa is a great name to have on a card. And I think, you know, he's now earned a solid spot towards the top yeah. uh, of I'm the I'm always division. excited to see him fight. Yeah. So that's another good one. Might not seem that big to other people. But anyway, that's, that's kind of a quick look at the world of MMA. We'll have a little more MMA next week. Yeah. Um, hopefully Byron we can catch R&C. up with Vinny Massaro at <laughs> some point and maybe get some thoughts from him, too, to throw in the next week's show. So uh, until next time, yeah. stay calm and stay in the mix.